This is the EVP Podcast. And it is us, the EVP Podcast, with your host, Ghosty. And Beaker. And we're back, guys. It's another week. It's another episode. Is it? It is. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited and fascinated. Cool. And a little scared. Why? I'm I'm always scared. Oh, okay. But... Last night, we did another investigation. Thanks to everybody that was able to attend and got tickets. We had a good time. Did you have a good time? Yep. We all had a good time. Mm-hmm. I still have like three hours of audio to go through because I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Well, it was just yesterday, so understandable. Yeah, it was, and I work on Sundays. so. Um, but I did something I don't normally do with my audio recorder. What's that? I usually carry it around with me. And you didn't. I did not. I just set it in a room and left it. And uh, there was a one of the some of the ticket holders that bought their tickets like last minute. Oh yeah. Um, it was awesome. Uh, they were actually really cool people. Yeah, they were. They were in the room where I hid my recorder. And then. And I came up to get it to move it somewhere else. I didn't realize they were up there. Um, I came to get my recorder, and uh, at this point, I had put on some of my noise canceling headphones. Mm-hmm. And I was playing music, and I was like walking around, just like jamming out. And then, um, and so I walked upstairs, and I see that they're there, and I can't hear shit because I'm listening to music and my uh-huh. noise canceling headphones. So I stop and put them away real quick, and I'm like, "Oh hi, sorry, um, I'm just gonna sneak in here real quick." I grab my recorder and I, I pick it up, and before I walk away, I go, "Just so you know, I heard everything you said," <laughs> and I left. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they were doing something. <laughs> no, he did tell me he tried to tag his fart. So I don't know. I don't know if he actually did or not. I haven't listened to the audio, but um, awesome. a lot of neat experiences that uh, some of the people told me that they had uh, in the main theater. I know we've talked about the words before. This is our, th- our third time there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ladon brought out some cat balls. Cat balls. Yes. Yeah. The little cat lights. light up cat toys. And uh, they were getting interaction with those. Those were lighting up for them. That is cool. And the thing is, is like these are stationary. Like they put them in a spot to where they can't just roll on their own. Mm-hmm. And they weren't rolling really, but they were. Getting, it was up. like something was tapping them and lighting them up. Which is pretty. That's pretty cool because yeah, it does take some pressure for those to yeah. actually make some light. So yeah, it's a lot of interaction with the cat balls. Um, I set up my laser grid in the main theater for some of the people that were in there. I had it pointing at the screen, so if anything walked on the stage, people should have been able to see it. Yeah, I was. That's pretty. I like that grid though. It does. I like it was the one from. It was from Ghost Stop, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. it's the red one. They do have a three sixty laser grid. I just have the frontal one. Yeah, full frontal. Full frontal. That's what we like. But yeah, I thought it was. Uh, um, something, that was another thing I haven't done before. Is I just set up the laser grid, had it set up pretty good on the the main screen. Mm-hmm. And that way, if anyone was in the theater, if, if a spirit walked in front of it, they definitely should have been able to see it. Um, I don't know if anyone did because I didn't ask, but there was just stuff I set up for people to, right. to see. Um, I still have not done my unboxing video yet, but we are still working on the ANC Mini. We did the test run with it yesterday. We want to do some more before we give a final like review and our mm-hmm. opinion on it. We're still taking on a couple more investigations, yeah. which we have another one next month. Friday, October 20th is actually not next month. It is this oh, month. today? Oh, yeah. It's this month now. It's October when you're going to hear this. Yes. Yes. Well, it's October it's as October we're recording It's October as this. we're recording True that. Very true. Jeez. Cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. October 20th, Friday, 7 p.m. Bentinger's Mill. Tickets are only $25. Get yours. 
Come hang out with the EVP crew. Have, have a blast. Have a blast. Um, our investigations are fun. We kind of do a quick little rundown, maybe give you some history of the place, and then we just set you loose. We let you go do your own thing. So if you do come with us, we do have very limited gear that we can let people borrow, so we recommend people bringing their own gear if they have it. If not, go check out our affiliate link at gustop.com. You yeah. can buy some pretty cool stuff there. You got cool some time. You'll receive it before the investigation. Yeah, I bought my, so I bought the ANC Mini. Uh, it took only a couple days. Oh, yeah, it was quick. I think I bought it on a Wednesday, and it showed up Saturday. So a lot Quickness. quicker, a lot quicker than what the website said. It told me it was going to be like a week, and it was like a couple days. Well, yeah, they don't, they won't, they don't want to, you know, they under whatever, and then over. Whatever. No, this is totally <laughs> fine. Like, no, it's it's right. They tell you it's going to be longer, and then when it shows up sooner, you get all excited. Exactly. It's exactly what happened to me, and and now you love them even more. Yes, there is so much, so much gear on GoStop, and there's some other websites that uh, have stuff that I, I'm looking into. One's a hand like a handheld Jacob's ladder. Oh, nice. I almost want to see if I can we can figure out how to make our own electricity and science. Yes, hell yeah. I don't. Maybe I should have your brother help me with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this week we are going out of the country again. I bring us back. No, actually, I took us away. You took us away. I took us to Australia last week. Yep, and I'm still staying out of the country this week. We're going to Dublin, Ireland. Yes, you guys all heard of the Hellfire Club. Yeah, from, but not the one from Stranger Things, though. Oh, but now you probably yeah, haven't one, heard. <laughs> but the way the one from X Men, right? No. What? No. This is the OG. The OG. The OG Hellfire Club. This is the club that the club on X Men was actually based mm-hmm. on. And actually, what's crazy is we're going to do a little bit of jumping around because the story that we're doing this—that's how Ghosty rolls. That's how I roll. The uh, the club that we're talking about is in Dublin, Ireland, but it actually has its origins <laughs> in England. So we'll talk a little bit about the origins and then move our asses back to Dublin. This place, this club was all over the place. Yeah. They weren't stationary. True that. So first off, the place that we're talking about in Dublin, Ireland is Montpelier Hill. And the way that was founded was by this uh, guy named William. His, uh, his name, well, he went by the name Speaker. His name was William Speaker Connolly. And uh, there was an ancient passage grave with cairn stones at the top of this hill. And when he went up there, he was actually the wealthiest man in Ireland. But he came along and wanted to build a hunting lodge. And As you do. That's what you do. And so this was a 1725. He has all this money. He can do whatever he wants, right? Right. You know, I, that's what I think. I'm like, here's this really cool, like, passageway, like, gravesite thing. Yeah, it's an yeah, ancient let's, burial site. Let's with, tear this bitch down yeah. and build a con- And you know what? Lodge. Those cairns, the stones, let's use those to help build this lodge. Right. It's already there. Oh, let's yeah. just use that. Yeah. No, he didn't just discard that stuff nope it became part of the lodge yeah he pretty much just destroyed the whole burial ground and just built his lodge right on top of it using the stones from the cairn that's always a good start to make sure things are not haunted and uh and he actually used like one of the stones as the the lintel of his fireplace so i mean he's got the the main piece he's got pretty much everything built from those damn stones clearly this dude never saw a poltergeist yeah well, this is 1725. Yeah, no, I know. It was a joke. <laughs> Duh. Um, so anyways, the hunting lodge consists of two levels. With the main entrance on the second floor, there was a third level, but it no longer exists. The first floor, it just housed the kitchen, the servants' quarters, and adjacent stables. The roof of the lodge was actually blown off during a storm. So Wasn't it like right after it was built? 
pretty soon after. Uh, a lot of the the locals were pretty mad and upset about you know him doing that. They kind of all speculated well, because this happened. So. Yeah, uh, with that roof blowing off soon after it was all built, they thought that that was the uh, the spirit seeking vengeance for the destruction, and uh, that's kind of where all the bad juju some, started. Some people even thought it might have been the devil himself that did it. Yeah, they were just scared of the devil back they then. They were, and uh, <laughs> so. This is where this lodge is. This is kind of how it sits. But the club did not originate there. The original Hellfire Club seems to be created by Philip I, Duke of Wharton in England in 1719. Philip was a controversial character prone to excessive drinking and outrageously lewd behavior. Sounds like my kind of guy. I like this guy. Um, the club's motto, I, don't, I think this is French, is Fa se que tu voudras. Uh, isn't it like Vulu Shuko Lake Katwa? Seishwa. Seishwa. Which no, that, we just totally butchered that. Yeah, I I don't speak this language, so don't. Yeah, I think it's Fasue Kyoto Vodras. Something like that. Something like which means if if you know French, if it is French, like let us know. <laughs> but this means do what thou wilt. Okay, I will. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this was started in 1719, pretty much was made up to mock religion and just be outrageous and crazy and drunk. And this was then uh, suppressed by the order of King George I in 1721. Too crazy for the king. Too crazy for we the king. We don't want this shit in England. <laughs> and then later on, years later, it gets started up again by this guy named Francis Dashwood, who also lives in London, England. And this guy has already established a couple other clubs already. He established two dining and drinking societies before setting up what would become known as the Hellfire Club. Because at the time, Dashwood was way too young to join the Duke of Wharton's club. And what he ended up founding his own. And at first, they were nicknamed the Monks of Menmenham Abbey. And that was because they met in an old Cistercian monastery on the banks of the Thames. And it was in... Uh, Later in 1746, where it was called at this bar, the pub, it was called George and Vulture Pub, which is in London, which opened in 1142 and is still in business today. Nice. You know what's haunted. We got to talk about that one. Uh, Dashwood first then gathered together the band of upper crust hedonists who would later become known as the Hellfire Club. They originally went by the name of the Order of the Knights of St. Francis, and there were only limited to 12 members. Hellfire Club sounds way better. Way, way better. Yes, we are the Knights of St. Francis. Uh, do you know some of the the famous people or the the the, the wealthy people that were part of this? Uh, Benjamin Franklin. Right? Crazy. Yeah, the, the kite guy with the key. Yeah, Ben Franklin. Where do you think he got that idea he from? He was an honorary <laughs> member of the Hellfire Club. I'm sure someone from the Hellfire Club. You know what you should do? Throw a key on a kite. Probably. <laughs> um, we're sick of this fire stuff. Go discover electricity. Put a key on a kite. That's yep. exactly how it went down. Um, you know it. You know it. Clearly. I think he yeah, he probably left London, coming to America, going, man, I really missed that club I was in. <laughs> <laughs> All these, these Puritans here. But the English and the Irish Hellfire Clubs didn't appear to be particularly rigid formal structures. Uh, they would perhaps be more accurately be described as a shared special interest group designed purely for the hedonistic and self-indulgent pleasure with a view of amusing themselves and shocking society. So when the English or when the when the 
the ones started up here in Ireland, it seems like they were just more extreme. I can see that. So because the English are a little. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone takes. Well, I'm pretty sure. English I don't know. People English people, English people probably. They brought it over there, it. and they probably were like, you know, let's like go a the, little bit the harder. ones that are like the like the Puritans, the prudish people, or they came here to America. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> All the cool people went everywhere else. <laughs> pretty much. Except for Benjamin Franklin, he was he seemed pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so Connolly, the guy that built that hunting lodge there in on Montpelier Hill, after his death, the hunting lodge was sold, and it was said to have become a meeting place for the Irish Hellfire Club. So I think he only had it for like four years. Yeah, he only, he died soon after. Yeah, yeah, it was like four years after. Which he they said was also it. part of that little curse thing. Probably, this place is doomed from the get go. Don't look. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do: if you're building something, don't build it on a cemetery, ancient Indian Indian burial ground, anything like that. Don't just don't mess with that stuff, <laughs> or so, you'll get haunted. That's right. So in 1735, this is where they start meeting here at this hunting lodge. And this was kind of founded, this, this Hellfire Club was founded by Richard Parsons. And this was also a man known for dabbling in black magic. And its members met at locations across Dublin and were known for their immoral behavior and debauchery involving alcohol and sex. And at the time, the... Uh, debauchery, by debauchery, the way. Yeah, debauchery, debauchery, tomato, tomato. Yep. Um, so they would have all these crazy meetings there. They'd have orgies and they practice black magic and have like my kind of people these guys were crazy cool now in that expedition x i think they were in this one when there was a part where they there was like a tunnel that they went in oh so expedition x the tv show on destination truth yeah they they went and visited this place and they did an uh, investigation there yeah they did what i thought was interesting is um because you talk about like the sex rituals and stuff like that um one of the things they did mention in the show is there was like these tunnels where the men went down like the left tunnel and the woman down, women went down the right tunnel. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know there was one in England, there was one in Ireland, and I think it was the Ireland one that they did this. But yeah, they, yeah the men went down one tunnel, the women didn't, went down another tunnel, and when you came out the other side, whoever was there, that was your sex partner for the rest of the night. Oh shit, I missed that part, but I that probably wasn't at the caves in England then. I think that was the one in Ireland. Okay, pretty sure that was the one in Ireland. Yeah. There was the the tunnels and yeah when they did their sex rituals the, the, and they wore masks so no one really knew who was yeah. who. So when when you came out the other side of the tunnel, whatever person was there, that's who you were with the rest of the like, night. Like all right, we're going. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, so they would hold these black masses. Um, they, they would do. There was rumors of sacrifices of either animals, even people. Um, the the president of the club at that time was named Simon Luttrell, and he was also nicknamed the King of Hell. And he would dress like Satan with horns, wings, and hooves. And the other members were also said to set a place at each meeting for the devil in hopes that he'd end up attending. So they were always trying to conjure up the devil and ask the devil to join them. And like when the first clubs started in England, it was more of just mocking religion. And now over here in in Ireland, they're more like becoming Satanists. And doing these rituals to summon demons, summon the devil, and holding all these crazy rituals. And it, shit, shit got crazy. So yes. things just kind of kept building up this crazy energy in this building. I, I often set a place for the devil at my dinner table. You, most people should, actually. Right. <laughs> um, then, you know, more you know, 
stories started coming out about this place, about some of the crazy stuff that would happen here. And one of the crazy stories, you want to tell this this first one? This first one. So there was, I mean, there was a lot of gambling that went on at this place. Meeting hall. A lot of drinking, all sorts of stuff that went on. So one night there's like this loud pounding on the front door. And so they go and open the door, see what's going on. There's this mysterious man there. No one knows who he is. He's he's wearing a hood. You can't really see his face. Dude had a lot of money. So they're like, fuck yeah, come on in. Come gamble with us, right? So they're gambling. And one of the guys, one of the gamblers, drops one of his cards on the floor. Bends down to pick it up. And this stranger, he don't have feet. He's got cloven hooves where his feet should be. So he... And fascinating. And fascinating. So he picks up his card. He just comes back to the table and he doesn't say shit for at first. He's completely terrified. He's like sweating profusely because he's he doesn't know what the heck's going on, right? Mm-hmm. And then finally, after some time, he decides, you know what? I'm going to call him out on this, right? So he points out and tells everybody what he saw. So this hooded figure then points at him and just starts laughing maniacally. And then bursts into flames and vanishes. And then right after this, the guy that pointed it out that he had the hooves, you know, the, the guy that dropped mm-hmm. the card, uh, you know, he just kind of dropped dead in front of everybody. And they believe the hooded figure was the devil himself. It had to be. He finally showed up. No explanation. He finally made it. Yep. He didn't eat dinner, but he killed somebody. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, there's more stories about this place. Oh, thank God. I thought it was just that one. (laughs) No, there's more. So another popular tale concerns a young farmer who was curious to find out what went on at the club's secret of meetings. He climbed up the Montpelier Hill. He ended up getting invited in by the members and allowed to witness the night's activities. The young man was found the next morning trembling and terrified. Tradition says he spent the rest of his life unable to speak, unable to even remember his name. But he could eat though, right? So yeah, good. pretty he's, sure he's, he's good. Yeah, though. he stayed alive, it sounds like. You don't need to know your name to eat. So he's fine. We're good. Mm-hmm. No, that is crazy, though. Oh, for sure. But I highly doubt that happened. Probably. <laughs> um, that's why they're called legends. Yes. So, you know, the fun thing about legends are sometimes they're sort of based on truth. Yeah, there's some so, truth in there. So it is possible the dude, like, maybe hit his head on a rock mm-hmm. and forgot his name. It's called amnesia. Yes, right. Um, so there was another guy, right? Mm-hmm. He was visiting a local farmhouse, and he wanted to go figure out what was going on in this club so he went undercover. The next morning, he's found dead. His host and the local priest, believing him to have been murdered, go up to the Hellfire Club to investigate. Because that's where he said he was going. Yep. So they get there, right? And they see a banquet laid out, and there's a black cat prowling around the room. Uh, however, this is not a normal cat. This thing is freaking huge. Okay. The priest also noticed that it has ears shaped like horns. Huh. And uh, happening, he happened to have a small bottle of holy water with him in his pocket. So he decides to perform an exorcism on this on cat. Because uh, that's what you do. Because it's big and has It's big. It's got ears. horns. So exercise we're going to exercise the cat. Uh <laughs> The the results of this exorcism is that uh, it ended up tearing this beast thing apart. 
Uh, outside, the host is found lying on the ground and his face and his neck deeply scratched by claws. Hmm. That sounds probable. They ended up making a painting of this cat, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Um, it looks creepy. <laughs> so at some point during one of the black masses and sacrifices, uh, the lodge caught fire and several members were killed, prompting the club to change locations. But the story that was I found out, I read about, that started this whole fire, um, it seemed to have been... An unfrocked clergyman had performed a black mass in one of two of the upstairs rooms in the Montpelier house. The ceremony ended in the usual drunken revelry. A footman, picking his way through the sprawling body, split, spilt some of his drink on Richard Whaley's coat. Whaley reacted by pouring brandy over the footman and setting him alight. Because <laughs> that's what you do when of someone course. spills drink on you. Yeah. <laughs> the man fled downstairs clutching at a tapestry hanging by the hall door, trying to douse the flames. Within minutes, the whole house was ablaze. That was Satan. It had to be. And then Hellfire's new home was the Kiliki Steward's house, a short jaunt from the Montpelier Hill. Um, by this point, the club's activities had sharply declined. That is, until 1771, when Thomas Buck Whaley revived the group. Well, that was nice of him. Yeah, well, after he killed somebody by lighting them on fire, he probably felt like he had to bring the group back together. I would assume so, yeah. <laughs> like, look, hey guys, I'm sorry I ruined things. Like, I found a new place. <laughs> Let's start the debauchery again. Uh, oh, and this time, the Hellfire became the Holy Fathers when it was uh, revitalized. Oh, okay. And it decidedly unholy activities thrived for another 30 years. And one of the worst legends from this period involves the kidnapping, murder, and then eating of a local farmer's daughter. Oh, yeah, it's also something that's very common. And then, uh, repentant at the end, Whaley died in 1800 and took with him the remains of the Hellfire Club and the Lodge's livelihood. Okay, then. So that is kind of how the... Sounds like a neat club. I would have joined it. Sounds pretty badass. I know you would have. I know. You would have joined it, too. Probably. Hell, yeah. We would have kept secret about it, too, because you don't talk about... (laughs) Yeah, the first rule of Fight Club, I mean, Hellfire Club, is you don't talk about Hellfire Club. Everyone knows that. That's Um, where Fight Club got its motto, is from (laughs) Hellfire Club. But now, I mean, there's still a lot of hauntings that are going on there. Um, it's still said to be haunted. I sure hope so. We wouldn't be talking and about you it. You know damn well. Uh, there are some sightings that continue today. Uh, many have reported sightings of an Indian and two nuns known as the Blessed Margaret and Holy Mary. Hold the on. F- like India Indian? I don't even know. It just says Indian. Okay. But I would guess India Indian. That's what I'm going to go with you. Because it's, Engl- it's English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the female spirits are thought to be those of nuns or women dressed as nuns, which they would dress up as nuns or priests during these. Yeah, because they were the Holy Fathers. Well, they were trying to mock the whole religious thing. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, so they could have been just people part of the club, but, um, they don't know who these spirits really are because no one really knows. We should go ask them. Yeah. Either they're nuns or they're part of the. Are you a nun, madam? Um, I'll probably say no. Probably now. I'm pretty sure they weren't nuns. And then uh, those walking through the ruins have felt their necklaces or bracelets being tugged at and at times snapped by unseen hands. That's always cool. fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also see a large black cat um, around the hill, believed to have been the same cat as the one that the priest exercised after walking in on one of the club's many sacrifices. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the exorcism didn't work. 
even though it, it exploded, the, even exploded though it exploded, this cat. <laughs> it even, yeah, even though this thing was torn apart, um, a transference is the thing. We talked about that on the Father and Mort episode. Oh, yeah. It probably just jumped into somebody else. And then it's a skinwalker turned back into a cat. Because there's a lot of skinwalkers in Ireland. That's where it started. Yeah. Just like the Hellfire Club. (laughs) Um, There's also terrifying encounters that take place at night. Visitors who have dared stay after dark have at times heard the shrieking wailing of a tortured young woman. Legends state she is the same woman who was placed in a barrel, set alight, and rolled down the hillside. All for a spot of fun. You know, it sounds like they just kind of liked setting people on fire. That's kind of the way they did things back then. Well, you know what? Um, I'm bored. That Let's, was funny you, for them. It was, it was you, like you there. It was you there. Come comedy. over here, climb this barrel. Um, it's going to be fun. I promise. We'll roll you down this hill. We're going to roll first. you down the hill. <laughs> Hold my beer. Hold We're going to light you on fire. And go. That's how they did things. Gosh. Um, there's I wonder another... why we don't do things like that nowadays. It sounds like so much fun. Let's just burn innocent people and roll them down hills. All for the hell of it. We got movies now. We can just watch movies. Oh, yeah. They do that in movies. <laughs> um, Speaking of movies, we'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, the Hellfire Club has a connection to this other ghost called the Green Lady who haunts the Liberties. Um, there's a church called St. Aud- Audience Church that's close by. And at the bottom of the 40 steps that lead to the church, an apparition in a misty green form is said to appear before suddenly vanishing into the old stone wall beside the steps. Many believe this is the ghost of Darkie Kelly, an innkeeper who lived in the area during the 1700s. The inn was a meeting place for many members of the Hellfire Club, including Simon Luttrell, the sheriff of Dublin. And it, we the talked story, about him earlier. That's the guy uh, that was named the, the King of Hell. The King of Hell. Uh, the story goes that Darkie and Simon were good friends, but had a falling out before Sheriff accused her of witchcraft. She was sentenced to death and publicly burned at St. Stephen's Green Inn, 1746. She haunts the area to this day. So one of the other legends that we didn't mention with Simon Luttrell, mm-hmm. since we're talking about him, um, King of the Hell, right? King of Hell. He was the president. He was the president. He got himself in a lot of gambling debt. In order to wipe out his debt, he made a deal with the devil and said, you can have my soul in seven years. And the devil wiped out all of his debt because that's what you do. Yeah, that's when you sell your soul, you get your debts wiped. He's got money. He's got all the money. Yeah, the the Satan can do what he wants. Mm -hmm. In seven years, he came back. And he's like, all right, I'm here for your soul, but... Here's how he did it. He came into the Hellfire Club. They said, all right, the last person to leave this building, I'm taking your soul. So everyone like, started booking it out of this place, tripping over everybody, pushing people down to make sure they're not the last one in there. Guess who the last person in there was? Latrell. It was Latrell. But they say he somehow tricked the devil and was able to escape with his life and his soul. Mm-hmm. Down in Georgia? Like, yeah, he did one of those like, hey, what's that over there? And then he ran out of the club. <laughs> ran between his legs and got out. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, I I don't know why they why the devil doesn't end up eating dinner with them. They set a place for him and he just shows they up. They run from him. <sighs> yeah. I mean, oh, they the devil did say, show up. They the devil did up. say like, oh, I'm going to steal your soul if you don't leave. But yeah, apparently he makes people drop dead playing uh, poker, so... I don't know why 
Sounds believable. Right? <laughs> he sounds like such a great guy. Um, so there's two episodes that no were there. That we're being serious. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> um, so Expedition X was there, and yes. Ghost Adventures was Ghost there. Ghost Adventures. Expedition X, they did kind of a, a more scientific investigation. They did. Because uh, there were reports of rocks being thrown at people that when they're inside. Their tour guide, Sinead. Yeah, the tour guide talked about the uh, rocks being thrown at people. And what else did they have? Um, the woman screaming. So Sinead said she actually experienced this. She heard the woman screaming. And she went to where she thought she heard the voice. And then on the other side of the building, that the voice same came, voice, yeah. the vo- voice came from the other side of the building. So she went to go check it out and it like disappeared. She couldn't right. find the source of this voice, but it seemed like it was just coming from one side of the building and then all of a sudden from the other side. Yeah, of the she building. went across the building to find out what was making that noise and they heard the same noise on the other side where she just came from. Yeah. And then yeah, some people hear uh get th- stones thrown at them from the second floor and then they hear whispers and music coming from the inside of the building when people are on the outside of the building and no one's inside. And then, yeah, then they got that EVP that says, get out. Oh, do you want to hear it? Yes, I do. I think I have it. I'm really good at making these work. Okay, while you're getting that, so Expedition X, when they were there, uh, one of the things they did was they put a smog machine to see how the uh, air gets moved around in that building to see if the air could be causing some kind of noises by flowing in and out of things. Um, I was jealous of this fog machine. I want one. That is pretty cool. Uh, and also, when it comes to the rocks falling uh, or getting thrown, it could be some of the things crumbling and falling down, and then just the air kind of pushing it. That could be a thing. So they were kind of looking at all that. Um, while they were setting things up, though, they kept hearing weird stuff yes. and, and get, hearing rocks getting like falling and or getting thrown at it them. It sounded like because in some of the windows they had metal bars that went across, and it oh, sounded like, like stuff was hitting the metal bars, according to them. Right. Uh, one of the sounds that they heard kind of sounded like one of the cameraman farting, so I'm not too sure. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> well, just when the rocks were falling, one of the sounds that they said, oh, did you hear oh. that? Well, that kind of sounded like, I bet you one of the was, cameraman like, farted. It was, probably, it was probably like this. It was like, did you hear that? It was a ghost. Yeah. So this is, this is, um, Sinead's, uh, EVP that she said she heard there. Was that it? That was it. Yeah. Hold on. That one didn't really sound too good. This is, yeah. So it's like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, what else did they, did they have anything else there? Not EVPs or anything there. No. They, um, they had, they seemed like they had more activity. They at were the getting, they were getting activity on the, uh, REM pod and yeah, they did get some REM pod activity, but then uh, they those, didn't seem like the, at the Dublin one. It didn't seem like they get a whole lot. Yeah, it didn't seem like they got a lot of interaction. It seemed like they there. got more stuff at the England in one. the England at the Hellfire Caves. Yeah, um, when Ghost Adventures went there, um, they got an EVP that sounds like it says Hellfire. Oh, okay. Um, which it kind of did sound like it, and then Aaron, who was there. He heard what sounded like, and they were calling it a banshee because there's this legend of a banshee being in the woods. He hears this woman yelling the word, no, which, what if it's that girl in that barrel that got lit on fire? Maybe. That could be it. She would probably scream no. And then uh, he also felt like, Aaron 
also felt like he had four fingers kind of brushed against his face. And that kind of freaked him out, and he was crying and doing all that, his air and he stuff. Cried, he cries a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that didn't seem like they got a lot of interaction in this place. But, I mean, the legends are there. That's all you need. All the legends. Um, I said legends are sort of based on truth. I'm pretty sure this place is pretty haunted, though. I bet you it is. I guarantee this place is. Well, it's added to the list of places we want to go, but not, probably never will. <laughs> um, I think one... I don't know, we'll we set up a GoFundMe so we can... Well, there's a lot a, of places all around this like, little area that are kind of connected. I want to take a year off and just travel and go ghost hunting. We should. And we want you to pay for it. Yes, you yeah, guys. You guys pay for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of places so we can that give are you pretty, content. pretty haunted that we could all go to all around the same area. Right? Where Ghost Adventures went. They went to Look, like Loftus. Hey, it's only an hour, or it's only a 90 minute flight from Dublin to London and then a half an hour drive to the other Hellfire Club. Boom. Let's do it. So we're like two hours away from two Hellfire Clubs. This is what we got to do. So, yeah. We can, well, do, we can do it all. Remember one how night. they moved? They moved from after that fire happened and yeah. they let the dude on fire. They moved down to this other pub, which has a lot of happenings there too that we can talk about in another episode and then i'm sure if we're in london we could probably get we're probably close to the ancient ram inn of course there's everything there's a lot of stuff we got to visit it all yes one day we do. with your help yeah <laughs> yeah we we're broke broke as a ghost do you know what though hmm. did you see the nun too yet no i don't like that you haven't seen it no I so haven't. i i'm going to recommend it if you like the conjuring movies Okay, this one is actually very well done. I like the storyline up until about the one hour marker, about halfway through, and then the storyline just gets weird. Mm. But I still think it's worth at least one watch, whether it's in the theater or if you wait till Redbox. It's totally up to you, but it is spooky season. So here's some movies that I'm going to recommend. The Nun 2. Um, I have not seen it yet. I might go see it on Tuesday. Because my work is renting a place that has a movie theater and I could go see it for free. But Haunting in Venice. Yes, I want to see that one. That is on my list. You can be my plus one. I would love to be your plus one. Um, I'm sure all the old co-workers would love seeing you there. Bring me in. Um, Then there's the sequel to The Exorcist coming out soon. I think it is this weekend, maybe next weekend. Yeah, it's coming out real soon, though. I did see that uh, trailer. It looks pretty good. And if you haven't already seen it, I know we've both seen this one, but there is the Dracula movie, The yes. Last Voyage of the Demeter. That one's pretty cool. I liked that one. Mm-hmm. The only thing that ruined it for me was the old couple talking through the whole movie. But the movie was actually really good. I really liked The Haunting of Demeter. Yeah. I had to find out. Well, there's a lot. The movie itself is in darkness. A lot of darkness is in well, the yeah, movie. Well, yeah, because it's a vampire movie. Which, yeah, and it's in a Vampires ship. Vampires come out at and night. And it's all at night. So... I had to find out the different settings on my TV, and oh, huge difference. I was like, watch, I was like straining my <laughs> eyes trying to watch the it. Brightness. No, I changed the. the uh, I changed it from dynamic Did to movie. Change your Instagram filters on your TV. Yes, I changed my Instagram <laughs> filters on the TV, and I could see things better. So, those are some of the movies that we've seen, and we are planning on seeing because it is now October. Yes, and it is a definitely now spooky season well a movie that came out not too long ago it's still newish that i would recommend reinfeld oh love reinfeld if you yeah. have peacock it's on there yeah 
recommend that one. This is so that <laughs> was so, this is such good. a great movie. I was cracking up the whole time. I love Nicolas Cage's Dracula. It's freaking awesome. It's the best. Best Dracula performance so far. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, hopefully things get better in the future, but that one's the best so far. We'll go see the other two <laughs> movies. I've seen The Nun. I think The Nun 2. Like I said, if you like The Conjuring Universe, you'll like this one. If you don't, it's not for you. Yeah, I like these ones. I like those kinds, so I'm, yeah. I know I'm going to like it. So we're going to go see the other ones. We'll kind of give you a quick review on them when we do see them. Yeah. The, the Haunting in Venice and, and The Exorcist. Yeah, and... uh if you have any stories you want to tell us that we can tell on a future episode, go ahead and hit us up on our Gmails, our socials, evp.pod. Yep. Facebook, Instagram. And then Gmails, where you'll find us on the emails. Yes. Yes, sir. And then buy it stuff at GoStop. And then don't forget Benson Grist Mill, October 20th. Get your tickets. They're posted already. And go to your own. Yeah. The more tickets you buy, the quicker we can get to our yacht. That's right. And I'll say it again. Go so you don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Thank <laughs> you.